Welcome to the Living With Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Simone Denny, and I'm here to share with you how to live your purpose, how to be more intentional in life, and how to get the results you desire while enjoying the journey along the way. I coach people around the world on how to find and express their unique blueprint in the world. Join me and my special guests for inspiring stories, practical wisdom, and life reminders for a more fulfilling and joyful life. Hello, and thanks for joining me here today for a discussion around how we get back on track. I'm going to share with you seven ways that we can get back on track, get back into flow. I know for me, Uh, It's so frustrating when you've started a really good habit and you're really proud of yourself and then something happens and it bumps you out and uh, you find yourself kind of back where you started. And it's really uh, easy just to give up at that point. But I want to show you some techniques that I use with my clients to help them get back on track. Uh, sometimes, you know, following a program that we've been doing, we've been working together maybe for 10 weeks and we've been showing up each week and having lots of accountability and then the program finishes and often people suddenly feel like they've lost their momentum or their motivation or their accountability, um, which is actually one of the reasons why I created my membership, The Hatchery, for people who have done work with me because there was this real need to keep that momentum and uh, motivation going to keep intentional about life and living on purpose, which is what my work is all about. So, Uh, Yeah, I think we probably all can recognize these times when we do feel like we're in flow, feeling like we're moving forward, we're accountable for our actions, we're practicing a new habit or ritual, um, or maybe we've given up a habit. I've recently (laughs) given up my daily dark chocolate uh, little afternoon snack, and partly that was because I've been traveling so much and I've just got out of the routine, Um, but I feel like I'm like on the edge (laughs) right now as I speak to you I was like oh I could just have a little piece of that chocolate Um, but I am just trying to break that habit and uh, maybe not make it a little daily occurrence for myself so whether you are wanting to stay in a good habit or you're trying to break a little habit or a big habit that you've got uh, hopefully today is going to help you with this so Often we give ourselves a hard time when we when we do, you know, we call it falling off the wagon or we go off track. But the reality is, is that you never back to that very original state because you've proven to your brain that you can make a change, that you can be committed. And that's what I'm often often saying to people is just remind yourself of what you did show was possible before just berating yourself to give yourself a hard time. And when you give yourself that hard time, you kind of go into this shame cycle, which makes it actually worse. So if you have fallen off the wagon, just try to be gentle and kind um, and not enter into that that self-shaming model. So some of you might be wondering, where is this, even this term, I was curious, this term falling off the wagon come from? Uh, And it's actually an American expression, and it used to refer to these water wagons that we used to sprinkle water on the streets to keep the dust down. Um, That was during the Prohibition time in the 19th century. 
And at that time, apparently, men would climb onto these wagons and they took an oath, which is like saying, I'm starting a new habit. And they would give up alcohol and drink only water on this water wagon. Uh, and that gave rise to this idea of the, the water cart, the wagon. So they were on the wagon. Uh, and when people obviously broke their pledge, broke, broke their oath, they started, you know, drinking again. Uh, and they'd say, we've fallen off the wagon. So, you know, that can happen to any of us. Uh, for a number of different reasons and it might be you know overeating it might be exercise it might be alcohol it might be just your daily meditation practice but yeah today I want to share how we get back on the wagon <laughs> and keep moving forward so often we will uh, the thing that we will wait for is to feel motivated to reset that habit again we kind of just in that limbo of not being on track or we've kind of fallen off the wagon and we're waiting to feel motivated but you know this can be a really really long process to wait for motivation or or wait to um, feel like you've got the willpower so I really recommend that we take the action first because action actually builds the momentum and motivation not the other way around so my first recommendation for getting back on track is to really create some snack-sized tasks. I, I call them snack-sized because our brain gets really overwhelmed with big things. So just imagine putting your full day of food in front of you in one sitting, all the, all the plates and foods in front of you. I, it feels like too much if we said eat all of that at once. So the brain loves these bite-sized doable tasks that feel achievable. And one of the main reasons that we get off task is that it feels too big, it feels too much, it feels too overwhelming, and the brain just says, no, thanks, I can't do that. <laughs> so uh, so I really encourage you to break down the tasks or the habit into tiny little parts because that that's really makes your brain happy. So two minutes of meditation, start with that, or 15 minutes of course content. For those of you who are trying to finish a course, 10 minutes a day of exercise. If you start and set that as your expectation, you'll probably more than likely exceed your expectation. And that's very gratifying and encouraging and motivating. So I really, really uh, encourage you to start with these bite-sized uh, bite-sized tasks. So the next one is to number two is to create a cue. So we know from habit experts like BJ Fogg or James Clear that having a reminder or a cue to take some kind of action really helps us get back on track. So a reminder might be an alarm which you set maybe during the day and you set it to remind you to do certain things. It could be just doing deep breathing. It could remind you to get outside. It could remind you to do some sit-ups, whatever that is. Um, setting out these cues or reminders, you might want to put your yoga mat out the night before, or you might want to cut up some vegetable snacks in the fridge. So when you are looking for that snack, you're reminded to eat those instead of maybe having a, a, a box of biscuits or chocolate right in front of you. So on the flip side, if you're trying to break a habit, 
you want to take away any reminders that draw you to that habit. So we know this from things like social media, which are just so deliciously enticing that we want to remove the reminders of those, remove, turn off the notifications or other apps that are popping up. We want to stop buying the wine that we feel like having every night or the chocolate in the cupboard, or we want to hide our phones or remote controls away at certain times of day. It does sound extreme, but it is actually how we can help ourselves to break a habit. When we see something, we feel very enticed and drawn to doing it. The third one is to befriend yourself. So when we fall off the wagon or we go off track, often the natural tendency is to criticize ourselves. As I said, we berate ourselves or we judge ourselves. We tell ourselves we can't finish things or we're a failure. And research shows that this inner critic actually doesn't motivate us. Sometimes we believe that, oh, we need this harsh voice to motivate us, but it actually doesn't work like that. Um, it actually demotivates us. But if we show ourselves self-compassion and, and we can have still a frank conversation and, and a strong words to ourselves, but we do it in a kind way. Like, Simone, um, you fell off the wagon. It wasn't great, but I know that you can get back on the horse. I know that you can not eat any chocolate today or you can finish that chapter of the book or you can do whatever it is. So you need this inner coach going and some of you have heard me talk about that. So showing up with kind, compassionate, a kind, compassionate inner voice that really encourages you uh, can really help uh, you to get back on track. So the fourth one is to flip the script. So what I want you to do is to notice the story that you tell yourself when you fall off the wagon uh, and you head off track. So you know, that's just some of the words I noted that I just noted for you so that you never finish things, that you're lazy, that you're not good enough, you're a bad person, you're not smart enough. So just thinking when you say these words to yourself inside, you might not even know that that's going on on a regular basis, but just tune in and ask yourself, how does that feel for you energetically? Is it inspiring and motivating for you to take action or does it bring you down? So Often the old script that we're telling ourselves feels like a closed door. It feels like that's it. You have failed. Just stop right there. So what we want to do is create an open door script. And that really, when we change into the open door script, that's offering possibilities. So we're saying, I can get back on track. I am improving every day. I'm committed to being a finisher. So even just for yourself, if there's some area in your life right now where you have been giving yourself a hard time about um, not following through, maybe you could just um, rewrite that story of what you've been telling yourself and create an open door possibility of what maybe you would like to step into. So we are at number five now, I think. I haven't written the numbers down. Uh, befriend your calendar. So if you've been with me for a while, I know you're probably doing a big yawn right now because I'm always talking about being committed to your calendar. And I'm a really big campaigner of making dates with yourself in the calendar. So blocking out time in your calendar for important tasks, habits, um, and this really demonstrates that you honor your own time and your own growth and that you believe that you are worthy 
of committing to yourself. So your appointment with yourself is like a boundary between you and the rest of the world. And every calendar entry that you create says I'm worth it. So get into your calendar and start scheduling those important things that you have been delaying. Number six is be accountable and have accountability. So even the most motivated of us can easily get distracted. We can get bored. We can get off task. There's lots of bright, shiny things to pull us away from those tasks that we don't really want to do. And sometimes there's emotional reasons we don't want to do things either, which I haven't really talked about today, but often we're procrastinating because we don't want to feel a feeling that 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 task is going to bring up for us. It might feel uncomfortable or confronting, or it means we've got to put ourselves out there or have some judgment. So knowing how you feel is also a really important part of this process. But the accountability means that you have someone else there who's saying, Hey, Simone, you said you were going to do this today. Have you done it? And um, how can I support you to do that? And when we have or even just know that we've got someone else holding a deadline or holding that energy for us, we really increase the likelihood of doing that task. And a lot of research shows shows that this is how it is, which I'm a big firm believer in setting up accountability groups and um, and making sure that we've got people who are supporting you to move forward, to get back on track. Um, And we see this time and time again. So number seven, our last one is to celebrate your wins. Our brain is motivated by pleasure, especially our old part of our brain. It loves to move away from pain and move towards pleasure. So if you can find yourself, find ways that you can reward yourself for completing your tasks, even those tiny tasks that can really help you get back on track. And again, this is part of the the habit setting uh, theory that we always want to have some kind of reward that we associate with that tasks. And that could be, you could be doing it on incremental rewards, maybe when you just do a little, you know, maybe you go without you, you know, a drink for two or three days, you give yourself some kind of reward, but it's not the drink itself. So it could just be, you know, if you meditate each morning, your reward at the end could be your morning coffee or your cacao or something that you then habit stack with that, um, with that task that you now associate, I get that reward when I do that. I just do that with my run and I just love listening to my audiobooks and podcasts in that time. So I'm always really motivated by the reward of getting that time to do that. So uh, yeah, so they can be little mini rewards that you do in the day. Maybe once you finish a hard task, you can take yourself for a walk, a swim, maybe you get to read a book that you've been wanting to read uh, and, and, that's one way to do it. Or you can set yourself a larger reward so that once you have completed the whole task, you get maybe over a number of days or in 21 days or a month, then you get to give yourself something that you really desire and you feel like you're really enjoying and celebrating the win of doing that thing. So maybe after 
21 days, you get to have a massage or you get to buy something or whatever that reward looks like for you. Um, we know that celebrating the wins is, you know, as a coach, it's a really, really important part of our process. So those are our seven points that I want to share with you. And then I've got a few questions that maybe you want to take away and journal or write about. So just to recap, we've got make sure you do snack size tasks. So break them down into tiny parts. Create a cue, that reminder that reminds you to take an action or to not take that action. Befriend yourself. Remember that kind, compassionate way will help you through this process. Flip the script. Change the story to possibility. And then befriend your calendar. Be accountable and have accountability. Celebrate your wins. So those are the seven points I really encourage you to embody and to take with you and practice because just listening to them will not create the change. It's the action that creates the change. So four questions you might want to take away from this is, and you can jot these down, is just what is the smallest step I can start tomorrow? Just that tiny first step that would help you get back into flow and momentum and get you back on track. Um, are you willing to make that first step official by putting it in the calendar? That's your willingness to commit to yourself. And the third question is, who or what will keep me accountable to that? And finally, what encouraging words do I need to remind myself? Okay, just remembering that we are way more motivated by our, you know, the kind, compassionate words towards ourselves. If you think about those teachers and mentors in your life, who were the ones who inspired you? The ones who told you, you can get back up, you can do it. I believe in you. And the same goes for when we're trying to get back on track. You need to be your own inner coach and a mentor and just um, get back on the wagon. All right, everyone, feel free to uh, share this podcast if you enjoyed it, um, post it on Instagram, or just send me a DM and let me know how you're going at getting back on track. <music>